Welcome to the Life of Faith podcast by missionary evangelist John J. Asilin of the Global Prayer Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. We invite you to join us for this special message of inspiration, encouragement, and ministry of the Word of God through the exaltation of Jesus our Lord. Here is John J. Asilin. The, the Lord has been speaking to me for a few days, the last few days. I saw shaking everywhere. And the people were running frantically where the buildings were collapsing. And the earth was opening in several places to suck massive amounts of people underneath. There is fear and perplexity on the faces of people. I saw other things that was shaking my heart. During what I saw, I felt like God is calling not only America, but the whole world with this last call for us to get right with him, for us to come, to cl come close to him. So this is the last call for our nation and for the nations of the world because things have really accelerated so much, so much. And I've written down several things. I may not be able to get through every one of them, but... I just wanted to touch a couple of those things and come back and share it again next week. I strongly believe the shaking has begun and it's only going to increase and not decrease. And this is an announcement. Next week, we are starting the daytime prayer at 11 o'clock from Tuesday onwards. Every uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, the following week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 11 o'clock, in addition to the evening meeting. So if you're free to come, do your exercise before that. <laughs> I'm reading your mind. <laughs> He's thinking, what time do I fit my exercise in? Because so. we need you. We need you. God has blessed us. God has blessed us and he'll continue to bless us. But we have a burden upon our hearts to pray for our loved ones, to pray for our grandchildren, to pray for those that are still coming on the scene, to pray for our young ones, you know? So we need to stand in the gap and we need to confess our sins, our nation's sins as our sin, that is humility. And when we repent before God and when we come before God, and ask God to forgive us. He will intervene. Hallelujah. If nothing, he'll change your life and mine completely. Completely, he'll change our lives. So the shaking has begun. It'll only increase, not decrease. Let me read to you from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 25 through 27. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. Listen to that very carefully. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this 
at once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken things can that cannot be shaken let me repeat that again the things that cannot be shaken only may remain a top leader saw me just a few days ago and I prayed with him because the devil is harassing him like anything and my only advice to him is you have your foundation strong in the Lord you cover yourself in the hand of a mighty God and do not be afraid this morning I was praying for him he was going into a big meeting of leaders and people have been just coming against him left and right in so many ways than one. I was up praying this morning at four o'clock and, and the Lord reminded me to tell him, text him at that time I texted him from Psalm chapter three. Even though I have ten thousands of enemies against me, I will not be afraid of them because you are with me. So I said, my friend, you'll have your meeting wonderfully and just, you know, I'm praying for you. Cover yourself under the blood of Jesus and you are covered and you are covered in the word and you just do your homework, you hide yourself and you go. Nothing can shake you. And he called me and said, it happened exactly the same way. Everything was perfect. Whatever things that cannot be shaken will remain. The things that cannot be shaken only will remain. What are the things that cannot be shaken? The things that are founded on solid ground. I have my kids sitting over there. Where are they? <laughs> Two of them are missing. <laughs> they have found, they, I've watched them grow. Some for 30, 33 years. Some I'm watching them grow for 16 years. They have strong foundation. Nothing should rattle anybody that have a strong foundation in God. You see? It's difficult to build a strong foundation. Many people would try to build on stubble and wood and hay. But building on a strong foundation takes time. But when you build on a, build, build on a strong foundation, it cannot, whatever the devil come against you, you cannot be shaken. Because you have been built on a strong foundation. God's will is your foundation. You have no agenda except God's will. Hamas spoke a powerful message on Tuesday and every message is being taped. It's coming on podcasts and people are loving it. They are sending back uh, requests and that also will be on podcast very soon. Uh, as soon as my serviceman picks up all the service uh, things and install them. She said, God has the plan for you. The devil has the scheme for you. More often than not, we fall into the devil's schemes than wait on God's plan. And she was citing examples, powerful examples. Abraham fell into the scheme twice and he got into trouble. Rebecca fell into the scheme. She could not see her son. 
Jacob coming back to see her before she died. Jacob got into the scheme and he paid for it dearly. He had to wrestle with the angel to have his name changed. All the schemes are expensive. <laughs> and that's exactly where the devil will distract and lead you, mislead you. But God has the plan according to Hamas promise that she gave us that night. Jeremiah 29 11. I have the plans that I have for you declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you and to give you a future and a hope. And that is God's plan. And once you have the plan of God, nothing is going to rattle your cage. I would be rattled. I was rattled 40 years ago. I was rattled a little bit 30 years ago. But now that rattling is coming down. The more I spend time with the Lord, the more I still build the foundation. We are not rattled. The world is rattled. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Hallelujah. So the shaking has begun. It will only increase. Then I saw, among all the, wish, all the things that I was seeing, people running chaotically here and there, running, you know, topsy-turvy everywhere. I saw a big axe. We don't live in the day of axe anymore. I saw a big axe about to fall at the root. And the verse that came before me was Matthew chapter 3 verse 10. I was reminded of the warning from John the Baptist to his crowd at his time. Listen to this. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. We have come into the world into a situation of people judging other people, you know, in their own standards and they're, I mean, canceling each other, coming against each other. How does God judge? God doesn't go with one particular thing one day, another particular thing another day. God is judging us only by the fruits that we bear. So, nobody can argue with God in that day of judgment. Hey, God, I did all those things. I mean, the axe is going to be cutting down the tree that is not bearing fruit. Fruits, three types of fruits. Matthew chapter 3, verse 8. I didn't send these verses to Rachel. Matthew 3, 8. Bring forth, therefore, fruits for repentance. Bring forth fruits worthy of repentance which means Lord I have done wrong please forgive me Lord I have departed please bring me back you have to have repentance not just once upon a time but a repenting heart because we all deviate you know from time to time so but God wants us to bring the fruits of repentance and then in Romans chapter 6 verse 22 I believe it says Romans 6.22 Now being made free from sin and become servants to God you have your fruits unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Now having been set free from sin 
and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness, which is sanctification. Sanctification. Holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And lastly, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, gentleness. Let me read from there. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. I want you to know that love, joy, peace are the fruits that you receive from God by virtue of your intimacy. God fills you with love. God fills you with joy. Joy is not through happenings. Happiness is through happenings. But joy is a force from heaven that jolts you. When the things, even the things are going wrong, you're going to be hit with joy. Unspeakable. So love, joy, and peace. I tell my wife every week and every so often, every other day, I wish the whole world has the peace that I have. I have the peace of God. I have the peace within. God gives you love, joy, peace. And when he fills you with love, joy, and peace, you're going to have long-suffering. You're not going to react to what the world is doing. You're going to have long-suffering to pray for them. You're going to have kindness. Kindness and gentleness is what the girls are looking for from the man that, he, that they want to marry. Not, you know, billions of dollars. How, I mean, Ruth said, you have spoken kindly to your handmaid. You've spoken kindly, you know, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, not just faith, faithfulness. Even if you disappoint me, I need to be faithful. Even if I disappoint you, even if I am not right, sometimes you're faithful. Faithfulness, gentleness. Hema came up with the revelation one time in, I think from Psalm chapter 18, your gentleness has made me great, David says. You want to make someone great? Be gentle with them. It is the gentleness, hallelujah. I think it is Charles Spurgeon who said, more than the vinegar, honey catches more flies. Yes. <laughs> we want to catch flies with, with vinegar? No. Honey catches more flies. So be gentle. Your gentleness has made me great. Psalm 18 verse 35. My, my child knows all the verses now we are going to go into. Even before I don't write it down. Listen to this. You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has, gentleness has made me great. Hallelujah. If someone is great under you, that tells me you're, you're gentle with them you know so fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control self-control i cannot say enough about self-control second 
Timothy chapter 1 7 says, The Lord has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind in King James, but in the original Greek, it is self-control. The Lord has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. And that's what it is. So fear is eradicated because of the power of God. And self-control is the fruit of the spirit that helps you to say, no, this is not for me. This is not for me. Heman, I went to doctors and the doctors are extremely happy with the numbers they saw yesterday and today. I even photographed my, from the computer my new, new knee. How my new, new knee looks. But the doctors are happy. You know why? Because they are coming across a lot of people that don't do their part right. You know, you cannot live on medicines, you cannot live on all the other things without doing your part right. And God helps you to do your part right by giving you self-control. So the axe is laid at the root. I cannot argue my case with anybody. People can misjudge me. People can cancel me. People can come against me because I cannot offer what they want me to offer. But God is judging me by the fruit that I produce. And God is judging them by the fruit they produce. The axe is laid at the roots. And the time is up. One more thing I want to cover. There are about 10, 12 things God spoke to me. The third thing that I want to cover and finish today is an irreversible judgment cycle is upon us. One thing I'm noticing among the leaders, not only here, but in the foreign land, and among the people, they show no mercy. They show no mercy. They have no mercy for the people. Forget about tolerance. I want to use a big word, mercy. We don't even have tolerance. More so, we don't have any mercy. And you know what God says? I want to give you two verses. Ecclesiastes 12, 14. God will bring every work into judgment including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Ecclesiastes 12, 14. But the next verse is very important. Listen to this. James chapter 2, verse 13. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. This is exactly what shocked me. These are the things that the Spirit was telling me, the Holy Spirit was telling me in my time of prayer when I saw people running everywhere chaotically and axes falling. I said, Lord, what is happening? I am bringing my judgment because the people have shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. They have no mercy. They have taken law into their own hands. Actually, lawlessness. They call it law. Governments are closing their eyes in foreign countries for Christian persecution. 
I mean, yesterday I read a story that some people walked into a Christian college demanding money for their pagan god, contribution for their pagan god. And they were hounding and harassing and no arrest was made. It is being encouraged. Lawlessness is being encouraged. No mercy is being shown to the people. So many people I see being beaten by the people and they are looking for mercy. No mercy has been shown to them. Now we may not be able to arrest those people, but God's judgment is going to come upon them. Here is the verse. Judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. I don't know if Hema knew this or not. One time she had a vision of a particular place lacking mercy. I won't mention which place it was. And this is what God spoke to her. No mercy they have shown to the people. I will show no mercy to them. Here is where that proof is. Judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. I need mercy. You need mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. God forgets everything and forgives everything if only we crave for his mercy. So these are three things among 10, 11 things that I just want to mention to you in the next couple of weeks. This is the last call for America. People may say, John, we have been seeing this all along. No, no, no. We have come into a new kind of a world right now. We have come into a new kind of a normal right now. How often can you think that one country can invade Ukraine for one and a half years and nothing is done against them? This is the new normal. This, I mean, we have to accept the new normal. You know, they are showing no mercy to one country people. So God will not show any mercy upon the invaders in the time of his judgment. I don't have to judge them. I'm only praying for peace. I'm only praying for restoration. I'm only praying for repentance. I'm only praying for God to just intervene and make it right. But things are happening. But you know what? I think someone said, Jonathan Connor, someone said, America may be lost, but God is holding you accountable for how you live. It's all depending on you. That's it. You know, yes, we can talk about Christian nationalism. It may have to be, you know, it may have, you may have to wait. But right now it comes to me and, and you. It comes to the families of each and every one that is doing their job right, that is building the strong foundation in their children, in their loved ones. That's where it is, you know? So let us keep the foundation strong. Let us bear fruit. Fruits you bear by virtue of intimacy, not faking it. Jesus looked at a tree, fig tree that was faking it with beautiful leaves but no fruit. Let there be no more fruit from you, henceforward forever, he said. And the tree died immediately, you know. Let us bear fruit. Mercy is a fruit. Love is a fruit. Gentleness is a fruit. 
repentance. God, please, you've said this, I haven't done it. I want to do it now, even though it may be late. I'm doing it now, Lord. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. David's greatest quality is, even though he messed up many times, he repented. That's it. He always came back to God. I don't see that in very many other kings. David always Lord, let me fall into your hands. Let me not run away from the enemies. Let me not face the famine. But the plague is coming from you. Let me face the plague. Let me face your hand, Lord. And God was merciful. Hallelujah. And show mercy, please. Show mercy to your loved ones. Show mercy to the people around you. I walk into some of the business places and I see the mercy and the godliness that the leader carries spilling down to the employees and the business places. I'm so glad. I'm so proud of them. You know, again, you can catch a lot more flies with honey than with vinegar. Praise the Lord. So this is the last call. But let's get together with God. Amen. Let us pray to God. I believe God is going to open the doors of opportunities. I am praying more with the people outside of this group, outside. In the recent months, more than ever before. Some of, this, some of the names I cannot even mention outside. You know, that's how it's going to be. God is going to send you people. God is going to send you leaders. God is going to send teenagers to the teenagers. Young people to the young people. You stand strong in your place. You may face persecution. You may face some kind of a, an ostracization. But still, you hold strong in your place and produce fruit. And that fruit is going to be a trustworthy fruit for the people to be drawn to. To comfort truth. Shall we pray together? Thank you for joining us on our Life of Faith podcast by John J. Zeeland of the Global Prayer Center. Please visit us at www.globalprayercenter.net. Please share your comments and visit us at the Prayer Center. God bless you and strengthen your walk with the Lord.